0: Penguins are closer to a championship right now than they are to a rebuild. Let that sink in for a second. Hello everybody and welcome to Penguins to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Nick Berlansky, and today I want to discuss just that. I truly believe that this team is closer to raising the Stanley Cup than they are to trading off assets and starting a rebuild. And to me, that's more of an indictment on the notion of rebuilding than an endorsement of this team as an actual cup contender. I don't believe that they are top five, even top seven teams right now in Stanley Cup contention, but I do believe they're closer to that ...than they are to breaking it down, starting them from scratch, and and trying to rebuild this roster. Because I do believe that this team has the foundation of a cup contending team. They still have a dominant top six. Go to moneypuck.com, type in the, the line configuration tool... ...and you see that the Pittsburgh Penguins, both top six configurations are found in the top 50 of forward lines in expected goals for percentage in all situations. The Zucker, Malkin, Russ line at 65.2% of expected goal share. 5th best line in the National Hockey League. Gensel, Crosby, Raquel, who would be the first line if you had that second line configured in that way, are good for 27th in the National Hockey League. But the past 4 or 5 weeks, that's not how the Penguins have deployed those top six forwards. Instead, they have Gensel, Crosby, and Rust as their top line, which, at 53.3%, is good for 44th in the National Hockey League. Among all lines, among all teams, 44th in expected goals in all situations. Zucker, Malkin, and Raquel are 49th. The Pittsburgh Penguins are the only team, one of thirty-two. To have four different line combinations in the top 50 in that category. Which is a pretty important category. I know not a lot of people like analytics or understand analytics. Some people don't. But just know that when they're out there, they're expected to score more goals than they're expected to give up. And those four lines in that combination, whichever way they have them, are four of the best in the National Hockey League. All that basically tells you is, the Pittsburgh Penguins have one of the most dominant top sixes, no matter how they're deployed. And that's a recipe for winning, no matter when they're playing. It's led by Crosby and Malkin, obviously. Crosby on a 100-point pace at the All-Star break. Evgeny Malkin on an 84-point pace at the All-Star break. These guys, at their advanced age, as everybody likes to bring up, are playing like they're still in their prime. They're two of the best hockey players in the history of the game. Crosby more so than Malkin, but Malkin's a top 100 player in the history of the game. Certainly. And they're still playing to that level. Through 60% of the season is basically where we're at right now. Like I said, not only both at a point per game, but Crosby on pace to have 100 points and his third best goal scoring season of his entire career in year 18. Now, what can we expect from them going forward? I'm not sure. It's been a while since we've seen these two guys play this amount of games together in a season in a while. Will they have gas left in the tank? I don't know. I think they do need help. It would certainly be assistance to get them some help in the bottom six. But I think it's more likely that their performance ramps up at the end of the season to make sure that the Pittsburgh Penguins get in the playoffs because that longest playoff or postseason streak in the NHL at 17 seasons right now, it might not mean much to a lot of people. I'll tell you something. It means something to these guys. That's not the end goal for them. They're not going to be content with that. That's not the standard, but that's where they want to start. And right now, that's all it's about, is making the playoffs, is extending that streak. And then, you're in position to hopefully go on a run and try to win Stanley Cup number 6. Is it 6? Yeah, 6 for the organization. And number 4 for Crosby and Malkin. So, I believe in the Penguins for that alone. Let alone the fact that Tristan Jari, there's a lot of question marks surrounding him right now. What is his injury status? Is he day-to-day? Is he going to be week-to-week? All we knew is that they shut him down for the All-Star break. That's all we know. We don't know if it's, hey, we expect him to be back on Tuesday, or, hey, we're going to shut him down for this amount of time, and then we'll reevaluate when we get back on Sunday. We don't know where he's at. But I will say this. When he's fully healthy, Tristan Jari has shown the capability to take over games when needed. Not only individual games, but Tristan Jari has shown the capability to take over games for a week-long stretch, two-week stretch, even times we saw in December, almost a month-long stretch, where he's one of the best goaltenders in the National Hockey League. And if you can get that level of goaltending in March, in April, into May, your team has a shot. Combine that with the top six, And your team has a shot. Those are the biggest reasons why I think this team has an outside chance of being a cup contender. Now, there's a lot of work to be done between now and then. But I feel they're closer to that than they are to the other end of the spectrum, which is a rebuild. Beginning a rebuild at this moment would be putting a bullet in the head... Of a chance for Crosby and Malkin to win another championship in Pittsburgh. It would end their careers as cup contenders in this city. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. to get thirty, thirty. to get thirty, to get to 20, 20, 20, get to 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, Just fifteen bucks a month. So give it a try at MintMobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at MintMobile.com. You want an example? I got two for you. Look at the Kings. They're finally back in a serious manner this season. Last year, they made the moves to basically say, hey, our rebuild is over. We're going for a chance to contend. And they were pretty good last season. They made the playoffs again. They were a serious threat to the Edmonton Oilers, but they fell short. This season, again, serious contender. Last season that they were a playoff contender before these past two, 2014, 2014. Kopitar and Dowdy are now 35 and 33 years old, which are the aging core for that team. And they're just now getting back nine years later. Crosby's 35, Malkin is 36. In nine years, they'll be long out of the league. So that example is out the window. Can't can't do that. Can't do the Kings rebuild. How about the Blackhawks? Chicago Blackhawks, oftenly considered the other franchise, the other legacy team of the salary cap era besides the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're still bottoming out for a rebuild. They haven't started their ascent back up to the top. They haven't. The last season that they were playoff contenders, 2017, when they were swept by the Nashville Predators in the first round, and that was it. Kane and Taves are both 34 years old, and both of them on the trade block this year. Is that what you want? That by next year, the year after, the Penguins are, you know, let's let's trade Crosby, trade Malkin, to give them an opportunity another Stanley Cup, because it's not going to come here. That's what happens if you start the rebuild now. It's it's not a great situation to be in as an organization. But if you look at where they're at, starting a rebuild is just going to be shooting themselves in the foot is going to be ending the careers of Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin as Stanley Cup contenders in Pittsburgh for good. Closes that window. Everybody loves to talk about the window. That closes it completely. It wouldn't be the first time they shot themselves in the foot in this era, the post-back-to-back Cup era. They've done it a lot. A lot of it's on Ron Hextall. McCann and Tanev and the way he handled the expansion draft, that was shooting himself in the foot. The Jeff Carter contract, shooting himself in the foot, The failure to address goaltending last summer, shooting himself in the foot. So they first and foremost need to stop the bleeding with that. Stop making moves that pull your team back from being a cup contender. And start making moves that push them forward. Now, it's easier said than done. I understand it's a difficult situation right now. Salary cap is not his friend right now. The market itself is not his friend. You look at what the Islanders just did in overpaying a lot for a rental because it's what the market is right now. It is a seller's market, right? So it's a tough situation to be put in. And Hextall knew that when he took the job. When he took the job, it was the last ownership group, and they said, you know what? We need a cup, but we also want to make sure we restock the cabinet. And as, as Josh Yowie said on the Locked On Penguins podcast with Hunter Hodes, if you haven't listened to it, I suggest you go and listen to it because it is a, a fantastic, basically, tête-à-tête about where the Penguins are at right now in the season. 50 minutes of pure entertainment. I Again, a good job over there by Hunter, and of course, Josh being the predominant voice on the Pittsburgh Penguins, in my opinion. They talked about, you know what? The old ownership group put Hextall in a bad situation, might have forced some of these moves, but now look at where you're at with, with Fenway Sports Group. They're at the end of their leash with Ron Hextall. He's got to start making the correct moves. And the biggest thing that he can do to make sure that they come up on the right side instead of the wrong side, as they have for the past couple of seasons, you need to stop being loyal to quickly deteriorating assets. Jeff Carter being chief among them. I'm not sure what you do there, though. You got one season left. No move clause. I don't know how you how you get rid of that. So you got to find a place to stash him on the lineup where he's not going to hurt your team. Brian Dumoulin. You're going to have to let him walk in the offseason. I don't see a way that you're going to fix that midseason. Casey DeSmith. Again, one year left on his contract at $1.8 million. I don't know if you can trade him. I don't know who's going to acquire him in a, in a market like this. Or you can bury the contract. Again. Not sure how great of an option that is. Fortunately, not my job to fix it. But it's a job that needs fixed and a job that needs done. All this to say, like I started this podcast off. I didn't even say welcome, hello. I started this off by saying this Pittsburgh Penguins team is still closer to a championship than they are to a rebuild. It's not going to be an easy task. But basically... I'm just stating the fact that a rebuild is not on the horizon. Fenway doesn't want it. Crosby doesn't want it. Malkin doesn't want it. Sullivan doesn't want it. You shouldn't want it either. Because the second they admit that they're rebuilding, the second they start selling off assets, Zucker, Rust, Raquel, any of those players, once you start that rebuild, you're not seeing the Pittsburgh Penguins as a cup contender or a playoff contender for multiple seasons. Half dozen, decade, I don't know where it's at. Because those other teams restock their cabinet. The Penguins have yet to start doing that. And they're far, far away from being able to turn the cycle around and hitting that quick rebuild button, because there is no quick rebuild with this team. It's going to be a long time. So if you're calling for a rebuild... Just realize you're calling for the end of Crosby and Malkin's career as a cup contender with the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's going to do it for this one. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. We'll be back next week, along with the return of Penguins hockey on Tuesday against the Colorado Avalanche. We'll see you then. Have a great weekend, Pens fans.